And we're back. We're here to discuss episode four of the Ahsoka series. Uh, but first, how you guys doing, Mark? How you doing today? I'm doing rather well today. Thanks, Cooper. How about very yourself? Good. I'm doing very well. I can't wait to talk about this episode. Jack, how you doing? Uh, wonderful after an amazing episode. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, how about you get us involved on what your thoughts about the uh, show yeah, episode okay, all right. was? Because you're the most controversial, for sure. Well, I mean, controversial amongst you guys. Uh, I don't know about everyone. Anyway, I will, I will start us off. I'm going to say, because I need to get this on the record, I like this episode. This was a good episode. But... But there's always a but. There's a reason I gave it a seven out of ten this week. And if you read my Instagram review, which we posted yesterday, yep, Mm -hmm. you'll note my point about how not the show's losing identity, but how I almost feel like the rebels are becoming kind of a bit lost in the complication of the narrative. And, like, it's good to see this narrative come to fruition, like, seeing the world between worlds today, that's really cool. Seeing Anakin, yeah, that's fine. But I almost feel like there's an over-reliance on these things that Star Wars community expects, rather than telling a a plot that's satisfying for all-around purposes. So mm. I don't really find that Hera and Sabina in this episode got very meaningful story progressions to their own stories. I think Sabine probably got a little bit, but um, definitely not Hera. I don't think... I think she almost got pretty much sent to the was, back of the line yeah, in this episode. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say, I, I think Hera really had no... Nothing, no impact really at all in this episode. But yeah. I feel like Sabine had a bit more to do with it than you are implying because she um. had to make the fateful decision... She did. And the orb over. Look, it's in definitely in her nature to do that. I think she's very... She's not self selfish in that sense, but she's been without a friend for, what, what, 10 years or something like that? So she probably wants to see Ezra. But in terms of what else she did, besides that complication of deciding to hand over the map or not, what else did she really have going for this episode? She was just well, fighting Shin. But you can, yeah. But then you can just say that this whole episode was just everyone fighting everyone well, because it was. It, was an episode, it was an episode fighting for the most like impactful thing for this whole like show, basically. You know what I mean? Like this is the make or break of who wins or like who starts this war, or doesn't start it. You know what I mean? So it, it, saying that it, it's it's sidelining characters or it's not, it's losing identity is such. Is such a weak kind of excuse just to say that we need this big impactful fight like episode. If you want to say that point, which you was mentioning before, say it for last week's. Last week's had nothing in relevance. You could have erased that, have them just come onto the land and boom, this episode. That whole last thing didn't wasn't even necessary. If you're gonna say that, you might as well say it for the other one. You know? What yeah, I mean? no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying, that. and mm. that's why I only gave. We kind of all agreed last week on. Uh, that it, I mean, I think I said I quite liked it, but then after rewatching it, I kind of got back down to earth. I can see why others really like it. I can see why you guys don't dislike. I'm kind of in the middle. Anyway, well, I'd like to say that it's not that I don't like it. I liked it, enjoyed last week's episode. I just don't think that it had much influence on the story. Okay, yep. and the main problem with that for me is that there's only eight episodes. Yeah, 
And I think that's also what you're maybe not taking into account, Cooper, in terms of we can't, with the Rebels shows that we already had, if this is your season five or uh, season five, right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Five of Rebels. The reason why it's not called Rebels is because it's not really about the others. You know what I mean? They're like almost the cameos for Ahsoka. We're following Ahsoka, right? If you want to watch the Rebels, you watch the last four seasons, which also had 20 plus episodes, right? When this has got eight. So you have to really highlight into hone on the real impact that Ahsoka has and everyone else kind of is around about what Ahsoka is doing. It's like mm-hmm. Hera, for example, she's off doing her general flying stuff, being that kind of backup, being the the link between the New Republic and what Ahsoka and them are doing. That's basically her job. Like we don't actually need to see her do much more. And I'll be kind of annoyed if they just absolutely sideline everyone else and go to Hera and be like, oh yeah, she's just doing all this political stuff, you know, but we're not going to see anything about the new galaxy. Like, no, that'd be so infuriating. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I do understand that. I just, I feel that from what I'm seeing, and this is why I liked the first two episodes a lot, it's because, yeah, the plot wasn't great, but it absolutely nailed the the Rebels characters. And I know they're not, like, the titular characters, and they're just kind of there as, not not cameos, but as kind of supporting characters. But if you're going to include these ones, and you're going to continue the journey from Season 4 to ahsoka like it's it's the continuation of the rebel storyline so well it is i mean it's you, more of ahsoka's continuation if not you think about really it. not really because yeah. well how do you reason that it is because uh, or isn't mm. because i i can't think of a way it is isn't mark do you want to you say yours first you well i was just gonna say i feel like it's a bit of both because it obviously we're seeing both but it did start with ahsoka and she was the one that that began the whole process as so, mainly Ahsoka's story, if you think about it, the Rebels, like, <clears throat> so if we're going to say about cameos and stuff, I'm, okay, just to get this clear, audience and listeners, I'm the first person, including Mark here, who rags on any Disney Star Wars, right? And so far, I have not really much to complain about, right? So when you were saying about the characters-wise and identity and all this, I think this is the most well-written show we've gotten since, um, like, obviously Andor is the most well-written because it's mm. the most great and everything but in terms of like actual you know force wielding you know more what's it called spacey kind of elements rather than like a grounded spy thriller story this has been the best one yet because it just it focuses on who Ahsoka is the issues of the people that she's um that what happens around her such as Sabine and stuff all these characters are side characters and I know you like to say that oh it's also the Rebels continuation but the reason why they didn't start with how Rebels ended is because it's not a Rebels continuation it's Ahsoka from this time period. So, And they already said that you don't really need to know stuff about Rebels. Obviously, you need to know about who these characters are. You might be a bit confused. But in the end, it's about Ahsoka and how she, what she does from the start of the show to the end of the show. Okay, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. I, just, yeah. I thought in terms of the story that they were telling, it's pretty much a continuation of the, the overall plot line from Rebels because it was literally Thrawn and Ezra disappeared and then... I know Ahsoka's the one trying to find out how to get to them, hmm. but I just thought because the plotline was established in Rebels and now it's being reintroduced, that's the continuation. That's the yeah. bridge there, yeah. and so and that's, that's why I, I said that's why I said I think it's both because it's hmm. it's obviously a continuation of the Rebels story, but the reason it also involves Ahsoka is because she's the one that in, again initiated the whole process, and she's it's like the character we're following through the show, if you know what I mean. So, like, if you'd be like, oh, who's the main character? There's so many main characters. Like, there's so many characters on the screen. It always links back to Ahsoka. 
we are basically poker. You know, it's like not doing the Boba Fett thing of having one yeah. to two episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah, just taken away completely from the storyline, having a force. Like, I even with the Anakin Skywalker, um, I don't want to say cameo because I'm assuming he's going to have a larger role, especially in the next episode. But the way he showed up in this didn't give me the way, like, Boba Fett showed up in, like, um, Mandalorian or even how, um, Ahsoka showed up in Mandalorian. Like, those were, like, obviously, like, forcing the future projects. When obviously we know Anakin's not gonna have a future project because you know obviously, but mm. um, it just feels a bit more less fan uh, fan servicey and more for the story of Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it's agree not with that. The story of the rebels, like Anakin doesn't have relation to the rebels, right? It's 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 more about Ahsoka, and this is what I'm trying to say. Like, it was, that's why I found it interesting when they announced this. Obviously, they were setting it in the period of like Mandalorian period after Return. I thought they were almost just gonna do like kind of like a you know how after Black Widow died in uh the MCU, they went back and did, like, a prequel kind of thing. I thought they were going to do something similar to that with Ahsoka, go back and show, like, the Clone Wars kind of stuff and her in between Revenge and even um, uh, New Hope. But, um, yeah, so they continue in this timeline, meaning that these characters also have to be with her in the way kind of thing. Okay. So it's, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I do agree with a lot of the points you're making, and I respect the points that you guys are suggesting because... I mean, I can definitely recognize that from a person who liked this episode and I've seen a lot of other reactions, but just for my personal opinion, I have, I'm having issues with Sabine at the moment. I really like Sabine in the first two episodes. She's just kind of falling off. She's more, I feel like she's more used. uh, Well, I wasn't going to say plot device. That was on my mind, but it's kind of like, she's just there. Yep. She's not really contributing anything. She's just there because Ezra's on the other side. If that makes she's sense, she's there to keep her to keep the story moving. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been it would have been destroyed, and we wouldn't like, have a show. To be honest, if you take Sabine out of that situation, if you take Sabine out of this story, it like it doesn't really change a lot. In, not right in now. All on exactly. well, she's a, yeah, she's only there to help Ahsoka. So if she wasn't there, well, what it's happened at the more. end of this episode would probably be different. Because mm, Ahsoka would only be on her own against three lightsaber wielders. Yep. So I guess yeah, up until this episode there hasn't been she hasn't had a whole lot of impact. Yeah. But yeah. I think we've heard decision at the end of this episode where we're starting to see it come in. Yep. I reckon I reckon she'll have a bit more of an impact actually in the future now that she's captured with the bad guys, you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like she might be able to do some secret secret um dodgy stuff within the ship and stuff and maybe Well, I was just Drake. gonna say should we talk about this guy? Yeah. I reckon. What a legend. He has in like twenty minutes of screen time captivated me. I know oh, yeah. he was really good in episode two and last week, but yeah. just there was something about him this week that just is very compelling there's an aura around him that is like this guy's got stuff going on this guy knows stuff that we don't that ahsoka doesn't and he's got an ulterior motive besides getting thrown and it just is very interesting to see unfold and it's funny i i go back to the comment i think he made in episode two to morgan where he says it'd be a shame to kill ahsoka but in yeah. this one, he pretty much says, "You didn't have to do that. I didn't have to come to this," and then shoves her off a cliff. Like we obviously don't know if she's dead or not, 
that's kind of up for speculation. But I don't think he would do that. I mean, I know the stakes were pretty high with the map, but if he knew, if he knew Sabine wasn't going to destroy it, he didn't really need to do I think that. That's the thing. He did say it was a shame. I think we talked about this, but it's more of a shame, but as a necessary thing because he knows mm. how powerful Ahsoka is. He can't let her live because she will impact whatever his future endeavors, self uh, mm. preservation, and whatever it is. So I think it was more like, yeah, in a situation, he probably didn't need to quote unquote kill Ahsoka, but it was more like a precautionary thing because of how good she is. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Balin. Mm. Balin doesn't want Ahsoka getting in the way of his plans any further. He's she's already derailed his plans so much in in just mm. four episodes. Yeah. So and I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's more of just a necessity for the future. Yeah, and you can compare it to like oh, then it would have been obvious. I watched it with a couple of people, and it was like oh, why didn't Balin just kill Sabine and take the orb? He's not going to kill someone randomly if he doesn't have to. He knows Sabine's not a threat physically or life threatening to him. But he knows he could use Sabine as like an ally and get her on his side, will mean it'll be easier for him. You know what I mean? Mm. So he's still the very logical, straight to the point, and which is why I think his lightsaber technique is too when he fights. He's very. Some people might not like it, but I think we maybe we all universally agree. I don't know, but um, the way he's a lot more powerful and kind of stern mm. with his movements. Yes, yeah. he's not he, fluent. Yeah, he's well. He's I would say he's fluent, but he's not over the top, and he can back flipping like he does a little bit of a foot jump but he's not like doing crazy moves for the sake of making it look good he's trying to get to his end goal which is win the battle you know what i mean <laughs> so like he's, he's uh fluent but in less movements as possible kind of way which is why i get the count dooku-esque vibe however count dooku was a lot more free moving 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 sorry yeah. but it was the way he used art form for count dooku mm. sorry to interrupt yeah. he's a real swordsman yeah, but but I would I think, say Balin isn't as much. I think Balin's a lot more of a powerful physical embodiment yeah. too. Well, like you he's see, all, all uh, physically. Yeah, he like there was one moment where he's like got like in this scenario that's happening in my background, they're kind of clashing, and then he literally pushes her lightsaber into the ground. He's just yeah. he's a very strong character. So I think yeah, people under I think um I heard some people be a bit upset that Ahsoka lost to Balin when Ahsoka is kind of like the most powerful Jedi at the time of whatever the period is, aside from Luke. Um, that's what they're saying. Like Luke should be the only one to actually beat Ahsoka in this time. But we all, but my thing is like, well, this guy has grown up in the period of the Clone Wars. He would be the same age as basically Anakin would be if he survived in his, without the suit and stuff to now. Then he's had so much years of training experience. He grew up with the order who's to say that he's not that powerful? Like he's maybe even mm. had more training than Ahsoka. Like we, 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 Ahsoka didn't actually get much training when she um, left the order. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you think about it, if anything, she's more overpowered for no reason than Balin would be. You know what I mean? Because I, I got, he's got more training. Yeah. i got a question for you guys. Do you yeah. reckon we're going to get any sort of flashback slash backstory indication of Balin? I personally series? do not think so. Sadly, I don't I, think so. I don't really have a reason. I just feel like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel relevant, really. Unless there's some like, big like plot it. twist with him, maybe. But if he if he just stays as he is, as basically the enforcer of Morgan, then I don't see it happening. Yeah, but I kind of, honestly, at this point in time, guys, <laughs> wouldn't we all love, like, a Balin and Shin story on how like, what's happened before this? Because, wow, I love them. I could, I, But, you know, obviously, 
circumstances, rest in peace. Um, we can't get that. And and I think that's one of the biggest shames too, because of how well received and everyone loves him mm. already. And it's like, he, he just, he suits the Star Wars franchise and it's a yeah. shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've spoken a bit about my thing or my opinions. So Mark, do you want to give a little uh, chat about um, Yeah, about sure. I don't have a whole heap. So I'll just say a few points maybe. And if you guys want to add on to it you can but my rating for the episode was 9 out of 10 if for anyone who saw the instagram post and that is simply because i think the action was phenomenal in this episode there was i mean i would say close to 50 percent of it if not more was fighting lightsaber dueling yeah and it was just choreographed superbly i would say and but also i think compared to last week the story progression was so much bigger and so much more important Mm-hmm. And that is why I think this yeah, I think this episode was just drastically outperformed last week. But again, not to say that last week's was bad. Yeah. I will I will also say I think I already mentioned it, but I just think Hera was a bit sidelined in this episode. I think she could have done a bit more than just basically appear and then do nothing. Mm. Can That's I can I just make a comment quickly? Go mm-hmm. for it. Um you mentioned the choreography was great, and I definitely agree. The fight between Sabine and Shin, I've just thought about it and thinking back to Rebels. It's Sabine almost looks a bit like she's doing a bit of Kanan's lightsaber form. And the one, the fight I'm thinking of in particular is uh, the first time Kanan fights the Grand Inquisitor. And there's one moment in particular that they're just, it's very quick sort of movements and then they seem to hold their clashes yeah. quite long and not that they talk over it but just I remember from that first time they held their their lightsabers together quite a lot and they do that in this fight uh when they're not just you know swinging it around like a like a baseball bat yeah I'm glad there hasn't been baseball bats so far yeah that's true I mean but I'm also- still ashamed about the dismemberment aspect though Mark wouldn't you reckon when she uh, soaked a slice through Maroc. It would have gone straight through well, instead of... That's actually... I was going to get to that because I actually forgot to mention about the fight with Maroc because I was... I'm not going to lie. I was... Well, actually, I'll answer your question first about the dismemberment. I think the reveal that he was whatever he was, it, it makes sense that they didn't have dismemberment. But yeah. that's what I was going to say. I was quite surprised that he was this magical entity or something configured i don't know whether it was with the night sister magic or something think, like that do you reckon it was a night brother who was like savage well, he's not obviously as yep. much of a tank that's an interesting yeah i didn't actually think of that it's quite possible yeah. who got magical yeah um powers onto him and he's just basically <laughs> but then once again guys this is what i was saying well and obviously the the logical response to this would be oh there's not many night brothers or sisters left so you can't just make more of them but like why couldn't everyone do that then back in like the Clone Wars and stuff? If they could do that, they'll merge magic with like Jedi powers and stuff. That's mm. crazy. Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense that it hasn't happened before. Like, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, yeah, that's that's right. I do agree. That's actually interesting. I didn't think it could have been a death of in. So, but mm. that's, yeah, I was going to say, I was quite surprised that that's all it turned out to be because obviously there's so much talk online, especially about who it could be and so many theories. I think it was so I guess than... I think I think it was a bit of a, a letdown. Only I mean letdown by the 
hype that the community created, if that makes sense. We I always think he do did that. that. I feel like yeah, Dave... they always do that. It wasn't anything to do with the show. That was. I'm not saying the show was a letdown. Yeah, yeah. It's more of the we all got a bit excited and hyped up for we, you know, we we went, thought about it a bit too much. I think Dave knew that though. He definitely did it deliberately. Naming him so close to Star Killer is such a tease. Like there's and they made. And they had character posters for him. He was in most of the promotional, you know, merchandise. He, he even has his own action figures and stuff. And he's, what, just some dust monster thing, like, or a well, creation. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Knows, like, there's still, still a few episodes, so maybe there's something more there. But if back. not... Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. So my thinking is, and I think, Jack, and you and I spoke about this um, right after the episode in terms of um, what they've still got to tell. And this kind of goes back to my question about getting a backstory for Balin, which I know we, if we don't get it this season, we can't. But there's got to be a season two, right? Because mm-hmm. we're four, we're halfway through. We've only just jumped to the other galaxy. I know we're getting a movie with Thrawn later, but just there feel like it feels like there's a lot of opportunity to still explore more things. Yeah. In than more in more than four episodes. Well, yeah, and the way it's going, it almost. Oh, sorry, Mark. I'll just quickly say it. it yeah, that's fine. We, we might not actually get Ezra Cam- like an Ezra even appearance. That's what I'm worried about. And then if we don't get a season two, then what? We just have to wait till the movie or something to see Ezra actually again. Like I don't know what you would say about that, Mark. But yeah, well, I I, I don't think Dave would do that. I think Dave would would involve Ezra. He wouldn't make it all about him and then not have him turn I, up. I hope. I, I was just gonna say with Cooper, what you were saying, that there's a lot to explore in four episodes. That's kind of what me and Jack were saying last week because last week's episode was kind of just filler. Mm-hmm. So if they, yeah, if they took that opportunity to explore the plot a bit more, then there would be five episodes still, yeah, technically. I, yeah, like, yeah. The pacing if that is, makes sense. The pacing is not bad as such. It's more just, once again, we have to watch the whole season. But there mm. could be like yeah. a perfect start to end, like in terms of how it's told. But from where we're what like sitting right now, you so many other shows recently have done longer out past an hour long episodes for the projects. Why couldn't mm. we mix the first two, which were both similar in terms of the way it progressed from one to the next? It felt like one whole big thing. Mm. Why can't we merge those two? And if you want to do it again, merge episodes three and four, and then boom, you got two episodes done, right? And then you yeah. can make more of a detailed story length for this for the show. But you just, I don't know. I know budget is a thing, but then we can't say, oh, budget, when it's Disney. Like, they can if they wanted to, you know what I mean? Mm. But I don't know if they were willing to risk that. I don't know. Mm. It's interesting. It is interesting. You know, mm. Speaking of interesting, what about this guy, Mr. Skywalker? Yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. What about did you guys that. think? I, I I was very excited to see him, and honestly, I wasn't expecting it. Nor was I expecting the world between worlds mm. until obviously we saw it. Yeah. So I'm just I'm hoping, and I'm pretty sure this is the case that Anakin is going to be more involved in the season. So I'm I'm hoping in that respect because then it'll make me happy that it's not just a cameo like Cooper has been saying a bit, kind yeah. of like how Qui Gon appeared in the end of Kenobi. Yeah. I agree. So, and that, that's what I mean by yeah. If he, I'm sure he. There's still four episodes, so there's gonna have to. He's gonna have to come up again. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm glad in that respect. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. You you go, Jack. Go. Oh, go. oh mine was just a, mine was just like my 
I've had a lot of theories about this appearing at the end. I've told Cooper a couple. I've discussed it before the podcast with the guys here. But I definitely think my overarching final opinion about, oh, well, theory about why Anakin's there, how did Ahsoka get there, what type of version of Anakin it is. I think it's post-Return of the Jedi, so good Anakin in Mm. terms of that perspective. But I think he's also a Force ghost. However, the reason why he's not in a ghost-like form is because he's in the world between worlds yeah. which is basically like the place of death so you can kind of like i i think of it like ready player one where you can choose your avatar kind of thing so i think he's picked his well his version of anakin which was revenge of the sith obviously type you don't want to be a padawan so he <laughs> wouldn't go with uh, episode two um but i think it's a force ghost and i do think he maybe took ahsoka into the world between worlds because we already know i know it's a stretch but I already know that um, Force Ghosts are so powerful within the, you know, the canon. We saw Yoda literally make lightning on the thing in Last Jedi, so it's not too far of a stretch, in my opinion, to have. To, Sorry, to I have, said um, lightning on the thing, and that was funny. The tree, <laughs> um, and um, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to have Anakin kind of pull Ahsoka into the world between worlds because it's my theory that her fate is already kind of decided kind of like Iron Man was with Dr. Strange. I mean, I'm with um, uh, Endgame. Like he has one kind of possible outcome. And I think that's what it's almost going to be like since Ahsoka was also pulled away from Darth when they were fighting. So I, I, I feel like mm. it's almost like a thing where it's like, it keeps happening to her. She doesn't know why, but then when the time comes, she understands that this was her purpose kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's not an evil Anakin like I thought it was at first when I told Cooper because of the hilt, but I think that's just the lighting of his cloak and the yeah. darkness of the thing. It looked a lot like, but then I was like, how cool would it be to have like a Darth Vader alternate reality who never got burnt and beat Anakin? It'd be crazy. So crazy. you mean beat, beat Obi-Wan is what you mean? Obi-Wan. I mean, yeah, sorry. That was my thing. That's, and it would be cool, but that's not really how the world between world works. Yeah. It's not me and Cooper not spoke about this earlier. Not a multiverse. Yeah, it's it's me and Cooper were saying that it's more of like a one line timeline sort of thing that you can go Everything's in and out of, but it doesn't yeah. actually change what's happened. If that makes no, sense. It's, it's time travel within the like, single one timeline. timeline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no there's no alternate reality. Sadly, however, I mean, well, I wouldn't say sadly because I think yeah. that's better. Yeah. True, but I don't know. I have a hunch that it is going to be. I think this is my theory. We saw Ezra kind of look through like these window S type. Maybe we might see alternate reality through the window, but it's not something you can actually interact with. It's just more of like a thing seeing the other timelines, but it's not like you can travel between them. You can alternate, like, you know what I mean? It's more like a gateway to see alternate realities. Primarily, I know it doesn't make much sense or it doesn't really have an effect on the story or anything, but it might just be cool for audiences to see the plausibility of a what if show that never, you know, that might not happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like kind yeah. of look, I agree. It would be it would be cool, but again, I don't see alternate realities in Star Wars. True, true. But however, I mean, I don't know. Anything's possible. It is science fiction in the end. Yeah, well, we'll big, see. It's a big play I, into it. I would be quite disappointed if they went down that route, and even if they made, no, I know, I know, like the Imperial March came in at the end of this episode. I think that's probably more alluding to the fact. People are thinking it's because it's evil and it's not. I think it's more alluding to the fact that probably the last time they saw each other was when Vader tried to kill her. So yeah. there's probably honestly, still some yeah. bad blood. 
I honestly didn't even notice. So the, there was the Imperial. March. The caption is very, oh. very slow. The captions help emphasize it by saying Imperial March plays. Um, but I, I, I know you guys are going to be disappointed, but I've been hearing whispers and rumors like Thrawn's return that we might be seeing alternate reality things. So that's why I pose the thing about... The only thing, and I, I've said this so many times, the only the only reason I would like that is for retconning the sequels. But, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, if I had to, I would probably let the sequels be if it meant not changing everything else. My thing is, though, guys, it wouldn't be that bad if it, if it was like what I said, a window that you could see like an alternate thing happened, but you can't uh, change it. You can't affect it. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, I know it's basically just for us audiences to see cool different versions. Like, it, it has no relevance to plot at all. But if it doesn't affect the plot or the main timeline of anything, then well, who cares? My opinion, that's, it could, in my view, it could kind of change the plot, though, because these characters could see it themselves. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, yeah, they can see it and be like, wow. Like, yeah, but then they might awesome. know, you know, all this... There's another reality out there, or this. That's not this another reality. It's more like their own different future, such as if Ahsoka didn't leave the Jedi Order or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not another reality. It's just an applause. It, it just shows the their fate, or let's just say that it could be their fate if they went down a different route. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's all yeah. into the stuff they survived. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think because Dave created the world between worlds, and he's he said it's not he said right. it's between space and time. So I guess that kind of does allude to multiple realities. But I just the way it was described in Rebels, and the way we've seen it, I just I don't think he would do that. I don't think he would. No, but also once again, I, I can't really. really fault his whatever decision he makes because he is one in one talking about to George Lucas about all this stuff. And in the end, if George approves it and stuff, then it's George's baby. You know what I mean? Meaning mm-hmm. that if we we don't have to like it, but it, it it's not a going against what George wanted. And that's something I can't fault. You know what I mean? I can't be like, oh damn, this is not what Star Wars is. I'm not, you know, I'm not the overarching voice. Technically it's George. If anyone has yeah. the overarching Voice, uh, I agree with if George, if look, I'll have to probably say I agree that if George gives it the all clear, then mm. so be it. Yeah, and he's and Dave is literally his biggest admirer too. Star Wars, like, yeah, Star Wars is all George Lucas, so mm. yeah. but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a fascinating concept. Jack, do you have any sort of thoughts? I know I've kind of you've been charming in, but in yeah, general. um, general, I thought. It had the best um, sound design in this episode out of the others because of just the way that the lightsabers were humming, the brief periods of silence you could really em- mm-hmm. hear the em- the the lightsabers and stuff, which were really cool. Cinematography, I forgot the director's name again, Cooper. Could you bring him up? Peter Ramsey. Peter Ramsey. He we figured out that he did the episode five. Five was it? The yeah, Pirate? five of season three. Season yeah. three. Look, of, it wasn't the, so of the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. And the action was really good, though. And I thought the action in this was done really well. No shaky cam. Probably if, with Sabine and Shin's fight, there was a few more cuts than what I preferred. I wanted to see a bit more, like what we did with Ahsoka and Balin. But I I still can't fault it. I think the choreography is still better than the sequels. And I think it's diff- I think they deliberately took a different approach to the Ahsoka show. It's a lot more samurai-esque and um, a lot more cinematic, I think. They're trying to make it different. It's not meant to be the prequel's pace. It's not meant to be the original trilogy poking. <laughs> it's also not meant to be sequels randomly swipe slashing away. I think it's meant to be a choreographed 
kind of monumentous um, experience. It's like an experience more than just a random fight, which I have gotten behind a lot in this episode. It really cemented. Look, at first I was like, oh, when she was when Ahsoka in episode two was fighting Marok and the droid on that that um, Corellia, I was like, why is there so many pauses between the? But now I'm kind of getting why they've done it, and I kind of appreciating the art of it. And I really think that the reason why I like this episode so much is the art of everything happening in this episode, the planet, the um, visuals, uh, the music, there even the dialogue. So many strong lines from Balin, absolutely sending out bangers. I just think the art of this episode is just Star Wars, in my opinion. We've got to see some cool hyperspace when they took off. That mm. was unreal visuals. like, And that made sense for leaving the ships to be a bit destroyed because of the how impactful it was you know i mean no holdo maneuver or something it was just because of the energy left behind i just thought ah, it's just it, it 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 felt like a movie you know what i mean it felt like a part from a movie just drawn out and i really really loved it it made me feel yeah. happy that's all i can say yeah mm. it's good i think yeah. this is probably an episode star wars fans <laughs> have been waiting for we haven't really had a in terms of combat we haven't really had a this was a very lightsaber centric uh, yeah. episode so yeah. it was we not really had something like this before i'd and, say out of all the disney shows that have come out this is the best lightsaber slash just ooh. general saber or melee combat episode yeah. Yeah. best combat even i think no and or scenes were right i think this is the best combat centric live action episode we've gotten honestly mm. like unreal i will just say one more thing because um before final comments mm-hmm. um shin i saw in your background I really hope that we're getting more, like, uh, information about her character because mm. at the moment she's just she's like Sabine. Sabine, she's just there. Yeah, she's just <laughs> tag- lagging. I mean, tagging off Balin a bit. She makes yeah. she makes small comments about like, oh, why are we doing this? Uh, are you sure this is the right way? It's oh yes, I'll do. Way. I'll do as you wish. But that's kind of it. I feel like though. I kind of don't mind it with Shin in terms of Sabine. Sabine's an ca- established character already, you know, so mm. it's a bit weirder for her. But Shin, I don't like it when Disney, especially or any kind of franchise, tries to force new characters. I'm not going to say what, but force new characters onto you and make them the center focus of yeah. a show that's not theirs. I don't know who exactly who you're referring to. I, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. But um, for Shin, for example, I think the reason why she's well-received too is that every time she's on screen, she also has a pretty good presence, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like she's over-the-top acting. She's silent in, in periods where she, a lot of characters probably wouldn't be silent. They'll talk a lot more. The what, the time she does speak is really good dialogue. So, and mm-hmm. and her overall look of a kind of a bit more of like an emo, um, dark side user, but then got the Padawan Bray. I don't know. It's just... Her whole vibe gives you kind of like, I oh know, I really like her her character. I think it's I good. agree. I, I really like the dynamic between her and Balin, the sort mm. of master and apprentice sort of thing. But like you Jedi. said, with the Padawan braid, it's kind of like a hybrid of Jedi and Sith or Dark honestly, Side and Light Side. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to bring up or mention? Um, I think future and future wishes for me is probably just. Now that we've finally gone through the hyperspacing, I really don't mm. want the next episode to slow down and I become agree. a bit of like a Hera's looking for a soaker on the planet and Hu Yang and them are talking about what happened and oh please don't do that. Please don't I do agree. that. I need to just if they start off strong and like 
I want to see a lot of the new galaxy. I want to see mm. if we get thrown in this episode, I will be very disappointed. It is episode five of episode eight show. We need to get thrown. He's, you know, we only saw in a little bit of shots from the trailer. He's the main, him and Ezra are probably like the main people in this kind of show right now. But Thrawn is the one starting that quote unquote war. So I need to see him. Yep. It's, it's my, mine are very similar. I, I really, as you said, pretty much need or really want to see Thrawn appear in this episode. And I would really like Ezra too. But with with Ezra, I don't really mind if in this if in the next episode it's only a small appearance. Yeah. But for Thrawn, I I must say I probably prefer a bit of a longer appearance, and you know, yeah. we might follow him for a bit of the episode. Yeah. And I, then yeah. obviously the other part, which I'm sure we will see, is what will happen with Anakin, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and the World Between Worlds. I hope it's just focus on those two things. But then I know yeah. people are like, oh, but what about Hera and Hu Yang and all them? But we can get back to them episode after after leaving yeah. on the cliffhanger with them going to the new galaxy and anakin and ahsoka in the world between worlds you have to have that focus just on those two things um, like yeah so yeah. i think they probably will but i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a hera hu yang kind of reporting back to the new republic but i don't think it'll be overpowering if, if it's going to be like a 50 minute episode it might take like seven minutes of that I know. I'm, I'd be yeah, happy if it was that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of getting sick of just randomly seeing the New Republic just be there, have <laughs> them have Hera report something back. There's a bit of discussion. You know what I mean? Like, just, I'm sorry, but get the New Republic out. We've seen enough of them. It looks cool. I love seeing the old ships like it was in Return of the Jedi, but we know they're useless. Get them away. Just keep it to Hera and the, and the crew now at this point. You know what I mean? Yep. No oh. more reporting back. Should he break the rules? I wonder if Hera might almost go on a side quest to go collect the rest of the ghost crew. Maybe. That's why we see cool. Zed, maybe, and, and um, Catalyst. And, yeah. That'd be cool. Who knows? Very interesting. interesting. I think oh. from now on, we are almost left completely in the dark because last week had a lot of the trailer footage. Aside yeah, we haven't yeah. seen anything. Besides Thrawn in the well, ship, we haven't seen anything else yep. uh, that's coming. Maybe. So It's real blinded now. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's good, yeah. I think that's good. That's Very why good. we want it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think we're pretty much done. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, keep up to date with our YouTube posts. Um, we'll keep doing some polls, weekly polls. We finished the poster tournament. Congratulations to A New Hope. The original poster won. It was a close, close battle with the Clone Wars, but yeah, people like the uh, the original one. I thought, I honestly thought the Clone Wars would win. Yeah. It was looking like it. Yeah. But... We'll definitely do more tournament stuff like that in the future. I think it's good. We got cool. good participation with that. Mm. Um, thanks to Ben and Nikita, our patrons, for supporting us as always. Um, if you want to go support us, link is via Instagram bio. And yeah, we'll keep uh, uploading weekly for Ahsoka. We've got four more weeks left. And yeah, then then we're, you know, got the books open for what we can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good. But for now, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.